sanctuary doors are to the left. I'm so thankful today for the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, this Thanksgiving was unique in many ways this year, different in many ways this year. You know, and as I began to just talk to the Lord Thanksgiving morning, I just began to thank Jesus for his presence. Sometimes in life we feel like we need to have things a certain way to be thankful, to feel loved, to feel like life is well. Amen. But I feel Jesus trying to take us to a new place where he is more than enough for us. He is enough today. And, you know, I just, as I was in that moment of prayer, amen, his presence just began to fill the room and satisfy my soul. And I just began to just worship and gratitude. Because what is man that thou art mindful of him? And, amen. What is the son of man, the Bible says, that the Lord would even visit him? We are we are, we are in the sight of the Lord, if you will, from, from, a, a, from a perspective standpoint. We're so small. You look at the scope of the universe and the planets that, that even other galaxies that take light years away, we couldn't even make it there in our lifetime. In many lifetimes, we wouldn't make it to some of the places in galaxies that God has created. And yet, what is man that God is mindful that even thinks about us. Who are we that he would even visit with his presence? I don't know about you, but I'm thankful today. Can we clap our hands one more time for the presence of the Lord? Can you lift up your voice and let's thank him together? Before we get to the word, I want to just say thank you. Uh, Lighthouse, you found in the mail a, a nice gift card from the church. Amen to a, one of my favorite places to eat, Cracker Barrel. And, and so we have not used that out, uh, yet, but it's a beautiful Thanksgiving gift. And my wife and I just want to say thank you. We are thankful for you. We love and appreciate you all so much. You are our family. Amen. We love doing life with you, and we love going with where Jesus is taking us together. Amen. And so I honor you today, and I pray that amen, you and your families have had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I pray that you've been enjoying family and the presence of the Lord. And amen, this is a beautiful time of year. Amen. A, a, a time of year where most of society is more mindful amen, about the Lord, about giving thanks, about his fullness of joy. Amen. And I'm thankful, amen, that, you know, while we will join in the celebration, I, I, I am thankful that we're, we're not, they're, they're late to the party, not us. Oh, I wish I had a witness in the house. They're late to the Thanksgiving party, not us. The world is late to the party of joy and not us. Amen. Because we have access through his spirit every day. Let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 15 verses 1 through 11. Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 11 today. Amen. 
the gospel says, the Bible says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, <coughs> he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Somebody say the word. Amen. He continues, Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I'm the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If, everybody say if. Well, let's try that again. Say if, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, somebody say if. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might my subject this first Sunday of December, 2019, is simply this. His joy is enough. His joy, God's joy, is enough. Would you pray with me before you're seated? Amen. Set your Bibles, your phones down, and let's lift our hands unto the Lord. Jesus, we come to you, Lord, of the source of joy. Lord, you are the source of love. You are love. You are joy today. Lord God, you have given us in your word, Lord. Lord God, the tools, Lord God. Lord God, what is required for us to live an everlasting, abundant, Lord God, life-changing, life-transforming joy. Lord, we don't have to settle for a joyless life. We don't have to settle for a life that is absent of your joy. Lord, joy does not have to be fleeting, but Lord, it can be present. It can be in our possession. It can be within us, transforming us, changing us. Lord God, we open our hearts and our minds to receive your joy. We set our hearts to obey your word so that we can live in your joy. And we give you your name, the praise and thanks. And everybody shout in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord one time as we're seated? out one more time. Come on, somebody lift your voice unto Jesus and let's give him praise together. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. 
I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your joy today. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In this scripture, the Gospel of John 15, Jesus is giving us the keys to his joy remaining in us. Remaining. I love that word. The beautiful thing about the Bible is that, amen, it's not accidental. The words of the Lord are not accidental. Amen. What the Lord speaks is never accidental. Amen. The word he chooses to use as opposed to the word he chose not to use is very intentional. And Jesus is saying here today, amen, that I have spoken these things unto you that my joy might remain. Somebody say remain. Remain in you. It is the will of God that his joy remain in you. It is the will of God that his joy remains in us. He doesn't want his joy, amen, to, to, to have this place in our life where we have it and then we don't. We have it and then we don't. I had it for a little while. I had it for a couple of hours on a Sunday, but by Monday evening, I lost it. It went somewhere. It's missing. I can't find it. Jesus said these things, the preceding scriptures we read, amen, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Who would like the joy of the Lord to remain in you? Amen. I would like the joy of the Lord to remain in me. How many would like the joy of the Lord to abound in your life beyond Sunday morning service? Amen. I want that. How many of you would like to have the joy of the Lord on a Monday? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I, I want the joy of the Lord on Monday. How about in the middle of the week on a Wednesday? Come on, they call it hump day. But, but Jesus wants to know how many of us would like to have his joy. How about when you're all alone in the middle of the night? Who would like to have the joy of the Lord in the middle, right smack dab in the middle of adverse circumstances? Jesus says, it's my will. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Amen. Who here today would like for the joy of the Lord in your life to no longer be dictated by life's circumstances? You look in the world around you today think especially this time of year we live in this time of year tends to bring out the the extremes in people because there are a set of unspoken expectations 
you know, people celebrating Christmas, others not celebrating Christmas, you know, people getting gifts. We call it the hustle and bustle and certain levels of I've got to do this. If, if I'm going to make somebody happy, I've got to do this and do that. If I'm going to be happy in life uh, and, and if circumstances aren't just so, then 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 it, it just I missed it and, and something's missing. It's it's incomplete. And, and but Jesus is saying, uh, amen, that there aren't a set of circumstances uh, that have to dictate your joy. Uh, amen. But Jesus said these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Jesus wants you to know that you and I can have that kind of joy that supersedes circumstances. Jesus wants us to know today that only he can give you and I that kind of joy. Jesus tells us here today, you know, the Apostle Paul talked about it before I, I, I shared that next statement, but the Apostle Paul said that I have learned that whatsoever state that I'm in, therewith to be content content. The Bible also says that godliness with contentment is great gain. Hear me today. I didn't give this to the media, but godliness with contentment is great. Somebody say great. Great gain. It's not just contentment. It's godliness with contentment. A life that is devoted to God with contentment. A life that is devoted to prayer unto the Lord is with contentment. Great gain. Yes, there it is. First Timothy 6, 6. It is, it is, let's leave that on the screen if you will. The Lord wants us, uh, amen, as his children, as his offspring, for his joy to remain in us. His joy to remain in us. He does not want us to lose it. Hello, somebody. He wants us to possess it. He wants us to walk in it. Here's where Jesus wants to take you and I, in our walk with him, okay? The Bible says in Psalm 1611, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy, and at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I want to say that again. In thy presence, that will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So we have to learn how to stay in the presence of the Lord until we receive the fullness. And that word until, I got to be careful with that. Because that doesn't mean, okay, I'm full now, I can leave the gas station. I'm filled up, now I can leave. No, the Lord wants, amen, Jesus said it, amen, in John 15. He says, I, I've, I've, these things have I spoken that my joy might remain in you and that your joy will be 
full and stay full. So the Lord wants us, amen, to come to him every day to refuel and stay full. In thy presence there is fullness of joy. Do I detach from Jesus the source of joy before he can fill me up? Amen. In a place of fullness, in a place of abundance, do I think to myself, you know, uh, I could take a little break. Uh, I've been overflowing for a little bit. Uh, I'll come back to God when I'm running on fumes. Or do we follow these things? that we're about to dive into in just a moment. These things, the things that Jesus is speaking to, amen, that his joy might remain in us. There's not a day that God gives you and I breath on this earth that he does not want to be full with his joy. Amen. We said just a couple of weeks ago, we read in the word of God that, amen, that that man is a few days and full of trouble. I understand. My God, have mercy. I understand today. God, understands today this because of humanity in this life and carnality in this life and sinful nature in this life uh, that we're going to all experience trouble. Uh, The Bible says full of trouble, but it also says full of joy. It says full of joy in spite of the trouble, uh, in the face of trouble. Jesus says, uh, my joy is greater than your trouble. It's like The joy of the Lord is defiant in the face of life's circumstances. If you will, to the enemy and to the flesh, amen, what Jesus wants to give us is a defiantly joyful life in the face of this world, in the face of our reasoning. Defiantly joyful in the face of adverse circumstances. Defiantly joyful in the face of the humdrum world. And in in spite of all the figures in life. Why? Because this joy, you know the song, this joy I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. Don't let the world take away your joy. Fads and trends come and go. You know, when I was younger, you know, I used to hear people say that. And now I'm old enough to see several myself come and go. The technology fads, the clothing fads, the slang fads, the you name it, the sneaker fads. And, you know, it's baggy jeans and skinny jeans. And then it's flat tops, uh, then low cuts, and back to flat tops again. And then there's, you know, all kinds of stuff. But the word of the Lord endures forever. So Jesus says these things. Somebody say these things. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. If Jesus is saying these things and we've got to pay attention to what these things are. If we want 
the joy of the Lord to remain us, remain in us. And for his joy to be full in our lives, then he meant he prefaces that with these things have I spoken unto you. And we've got to learn what these things are. What are these things? These things are this. Abide in me. And I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. Amen. These things are as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love if ye keep my commandments. You shall abide in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in God's love. Amen. Jesus said, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you. I'm always reading the word of God. I'm always rehearsing the word of God. I'm always remembering the word of God. Uh, there's a word for your situation today. There's a word for your dilemma. Uh, and if you abide in that word, there's also a word for your direction today. And if we'll abide in that word, his joy. His joy will remain in us and our joy will be full that's it yeah that's it you see it's so simple Jesus said it's the small foxes that spoil the vine it's the small things that disrupt the joy in our lives. Uh, amen. It's, it's, it's small gaps of detachment from prayer that lead to longer gaps of detachment from prayer. Uh, amen. It's, it's the night you go without prayer. It's the one morning you go without prayer. It's the one day you go without reading the word of God. It's, it's the one day you feel like you can make it on your own that turns into two days and three days and four days and a week. And you've heard the phrase, it's not biblical, but it's, it's nice. Seven days without prayer makes one week. Maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't. Seven days without the word of God. We're talking about spiritual food and spiritual nourishment will malnourish us. It will make us weak. And, and one morning prayer missed turns into, amen, several mornings missed. And then you start missing church. I've seen this been being said a few times. The more you miss church the more you miss church. The more that you miss church and worshiping the Lord with God's people, uh, devoting, uh, offering yourself again unto the Lord as, as his word, forsaking not the assembling uh, of ourselves, uh, the more we miss uh, what God is wanting to do, uh, the more we miss uh, with the joy that God's wanting to bring, uh, the, war, the more we miss uh, his purpose and destiny and integration into his kingdom. The more we miss 
his joy. Jesus tells us how we can possess his joy in every circumstance, in every challenge, and in every adversity. Jesus tells us how his joy can remain in us and be full to the brim in our lives. He tells us how to walk in it. He tells us how. And why wouldn't we want this joy? Nehemiah 8.10. Nehemiah 8 verse 10, the Bible says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions or gifts unto them for whom nothing is prepared. This sounds like a celebration. This sounds like a party. Come on, somebody. This sounds like joy here today. This sounds like what Jesus wants us to live in. Go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet. Isn't that what we've been doing this weekend? In the physical. We've been celebrating. Jesus is saying, I don't want the celebration to end in your life. I'm a celebrating God. I'm a joyful God today. Go your way. Eat the fat and drink the sweet. I love vanilla spice eggnog, man. My goodness. That's some good stuff, man. That's some good stuff. Come on, somebody. Somebody's got... Oh, man, no, no witnesses in the house. That's all right. That's all right. That's some good stuff right there. And drink the sweet and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord. It's a day of celebration. Neither be ye sorry. there was a witness who knows our God is a celebrating God. Come on. Too many believers walking around with their heads down. Hello, somebody. Jesus is trying to pull your head up. Pull your hands up. Lift your countenance up. Neither be ye sorry. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Why are we going days without the joy of the Lord? Why do we go days without prayer? Reading the word of God. Maybe you don't know how to read the word of God. Start somewhere. Ask somebody to help you. Ask pastor. We'll get you involved in a Bible study. You cannot afford not to learn how to feed your soul with the word of God. doesn't matter where you are. I don't care if you've been in this thing 20, 30 years and you still don't feel like you know how to immerse yourself in the word of God. Amen. We're here to help you. Why? Because you can't afford. Jesus said, these things have I spoken unto you that ye might be full and he said abide in me and let my words abide in you and if you do that my joy is going to remain why why do we teach bible studies 
Why do we teach Bible studies here? Amen. Because God, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. And I don't want to see a human being in this house. I don't want to see a human being on my street live their life without the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is how you overcome. The joy of the Lord, amen, is what helps you to fight and dance and shout in the midst of adverse circumstances. And we need the joy of the Lord. And we can only get it through prayer and the word of God. That's why we put a high premium on Bible studies. That's why it's a big deal. That's why church is a big deal. That's why, amen, midweek and impact and grow groups are a big deal. It's why Bible studies are a big deal. It's why pastor keeps preaching devotion, 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 devotion. It's not so you can do what I tell you. That's not it. That's not why. It's because it is not the will of God for you and your family to go throughout your life, to go throughout your weeks without his joy being your strength. Because the world's already full of trouble. Hello, somebody. It's already full of trouble. What if? Jesus already knows the trouble you're going to face. He knows it. Okay? He knows the trouble that you've already faced. And he's got enough joy to overwhelm your trouble. Because we're human, the trouble's coming. Don't get fearful. Jesus said, be of good cheer. Okay? In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And what Jesus is saying is that is our invitation to come to him because in him there's joy. And that joy overcomes the world. That joy is in his presence. Young people, in your school, I'm telling you, I couldn't have made it throughout high school. I thank God I was a freshman in high school when God filled me with his spirit. I was, I was in inner turmoil freshman in high school. By the time I was in ninth grade, I had two friends. And one killed himself through Russian roulette. Another was stabbed to death. By the time I was a freshman in high school, I was, I was a wreck. I was, I was frustrated. I, was, I, was, I had animosity in my heart. I had hatred in my heart. I was so confused. I was so hurt. I had all kinds of junk in my life. And God, with his tender mercy, reached down and filled me with his spirit. Amen. And a freshman in high school, and it changed my life. People used to make fun of me because I carry my Bible around the school. Listen to me, young people. Amen. I'd pray in my school. I, I, my mom would drop us before we could drive. She'd drop my, my sister and I off. Amen. At 7.30 before school started. And it would be the two of us and barely anybody else in school. And I remember putting my head down at that cafeteria table, talking to God, saying, I need you today. Can't make it today. Fill me with your love today, Jesus. 
I'm telling you, his love healed my wounds. His joy healed my wounds. I'm telling you, this young man, I'm telling you, I, tell, I say it all the time, I'm not joking. I know I'd be in jail or dead. I was running with the wrong crowd. I was doing all kinds of junk. Amen. And then God gave me enough fear to not do certain things. I know they're going to do this, but don't go. Sometimes it was my parents, and other times it was the Holy Ghost. Hello, somebody. Sometimes it was my parents. Sometimes it was the Holy Ghost. Ninth grade, 10th grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your guys you play ball with. Yeah, yeah, your guys you hang out with. Yeah, they're about to do such and such and such. Hey, man, you, you, you need to stay home. You need to say, I can't go today. And sometimes I would, I would, you know, try to manipulate God. I'd feel God talking to me and convicting me not to go here, not to do this. And so I'd say, hey, Mom, hey, Dad, you're all right if I go do such and such? Yeah, you're all right, go do such and such. And I'd hear the Holy Ghost say, I told you. I to God, I told you. Don't you put this on them. I told you. And he taught me to learn how to listen to his voice. And God's voice saved me from some stuff. God's voice. His joy. I'm talking about his joy being enough. I'll never forget. You, I know some of you have heard some of these testimonies before. I'm nearing a close here today. I'll never forget. Amen. Just because of the hatred in my heart, I was a mean young man. I was so mean. I was times at times so disrespectful to my mother, my dad. I, there, the, God, thank God for his spirit. God for his spirit. I'll never forget. I remember being in eighth grade, you know, and had this whole tough demeanor, this whole hard demeanor. This young lady, I used to just, I used to rip her to shreds making fun of her. Her name was Teresa, and, uh, you know, I, you know, hey, this is being recorded, so I won't say her full name. But, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, I remember making fun of her, and, and I would let her have it. I'd have her in tears. I'd have the class laughing. You know, we did that to each other in middle school. We did that to each other. And, you know, I'm like, this is my chance to kind of, I was hurting inside, but this is my chance to make myself look good. I remember Jesus changing me over those years. And three years later, junior year, we had English class together. I'll never forget leaving English class. And I was going from English to wherever I was going next. And Teresa pulled me aside. She said, Ed, what's gotten into you? You're so, she tears in between classes. You're so different. You're so different. What's happened to you? I said, Teresa. Jesus happened to me. You know, it, it sounds all nice and sparkly when it's somebody else's testimony, but it's different when it's your own testimony. And this was my testimony. I said, Teresa, Jesus changed me. Jesus filled me with the Holy Ghost. I know you probably never heard of it. I know, I know you probably never heard anything like I'm telling you, but why don't you come to church? And she, she would. She came to church for a few times, and, you know, she, you know it was a seed of nothing more. But the joy of the Lord changed my life. Can we stand to our feet today? You know, when I think about it, when my mom was dropping us off early in school and I was putting my head on the table, I wasn't trying to look spiritual. I wasn't trying to, you know, 
Say, everybody, look at how spiritual I am. I wanted to connect with God. I remember talking to God in the hallways. I remember God talking to me in the hallways of school. I have I, I could be here for a long time telling you testimonies. God would order my steps, and you'd have your way that you normally go to class. Come on, you you do your routine. And I remember times the Holy Ghost would say, don't go this way today, go that way. And there'd be somebody. So tell this person I love them. Ask this person what's wrong. Tell this person prayer. Joy. 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 Perfect kid. Even after the Holy Ghost, I still wasn't perfect. You know, used to fall asleep in senior English. Ms. Dawkins always put me outside that door. Ed, what you doing out here, man? Man, it's just so boring, man. I keep falling asleep. Just being honest, I was a, I was a regular guy. Still am a regular guy. showing the humanity now God wants to fill it he wants his joy to be enough and the life wasn't perfect but his joy is enough family had some hard times especially in those high school years there's some tough times family wise but his joy was enough his joy was enough his joy is enough today there are times where all of a sudden just memories of the faithfulness of God will overwhelm me. And I think to myself, how in the world did you bring me through so much and I'm still here? I know it's not me. I know it's you, Lord. And I just begin to just worship and honor him and celebrate. This isn't about vain religion, folks. This isn't about vain religion. It's about walking with the Lord. And he said, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. The way for God's joy to remain in us is for us to abide in him. That's prayer. Somebody say prayer. The Bible says praying everywhere. The Bible says Lifting up hands everywhere. Don't leave that gas station, so to speak. Don't leave the refueling center. Walk in the Lord. Walk in the Spirit throughout your day. Take Him with you from your home to your car, to your job, to your grocery store, to your doctor's appointment. Take Him with you on your bus, to your after-school activities. Take Jesus with you. Why? Because wherever He is, there will be fullness of joy in His presence. There is fullness of joy. I remember being on, I played football. I was in the band, and I remember talking to the Lord. I, I remember, you know, being on school trips, talking to the Lord. I can still remember times. I remember junior year at class trip to Washington, D.C. and we're having fun. We're joking around. I, I had fun. We played pranks on each other. I had fun. I had fun. I was a teenager. Holy Ghost helped me learn how to be respectful. Young people, listen to me. 
Sometimes I had to repent to the Lord and ask my parents for forgiveness for ways I didn't honor them. Okay? Even when I didn't agree, there was times I didn't agree. There's times I still don't agree, but they're still my parents. Okay? And it's different. I'm growing. I'm a family of my own. I'm a grandpa. But as, as I will always honor them. Take that for free. Amen. But I remember being on this trip in D.C. and just in the midst of it, there'd just be these times where just God would just sweep in. Man, be on that bus or be walking with the group. Or, and then I just feel the presence of the Lord sweep over me. And, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where, I, all right, right in the middle of the school trip, here I am falling on my knees in the street, raising my hands. It wasn't that. Just, you know, kind of joking, jiving and whatever, and then all of a sudden, just Spirit of the Lord wants to just stay connected to Jesus. Staying connected to Him. His joy would overflow my life, and He just began to just say things like, I love you. I got a purpose for you. I want to do something in your life. I'm talking about the joy of the Lord being enough. The joy of the Lord being my affirmation. It's enough today. The way for God's joy to remain in us is to abide in Him. The way for God's joy to overflow in our lives is for us to abide in His Word. And that's what He wants us to have. You know, decorations are starting to be put up. Celebrations for Christmas and the holiday season are becoming prepared and some are putting their all into it. You know, and celebration is beautiful unto the Lord when we remember Him in the midst of it. We keep Him in the center of it. But in the midst of all the festivities, in the midst of the dinners and parties and, you know, work functions and, and school functions and family functions and you name it, let's stay connected to Jesus. Stay connected to your devotion. You know, Thanksgiving morning, I, I was just thinking of just, all right, you know, uh, we're, we're going to we have plans to do this. And Friday morning, next day, I'm like, all right, my grandkids are coming over and this is going on. And I'm just, you know, I'm analytical. I'm just trying to piece everything and, you know, and, and just all, I got to get this done by this and I got to get this done by that and so on. And it's like, it's a holiday too, you know, I just want to sleep in. And, you know, I just feel the Lord just kind of dealing with my heart. Spend some time thinking about making this or I know you're thinking about trying to get this done before you head out and do this but let's talk yes sir Lord and just the beauty of the Lord just filled that living room just talking to him that's what he wants to do in us we gotta make time for him and Jesus wants us to live in his joy today why don't we all make our way towards this altar this morning we're gonna just give ourselves to the Lord. Amen. We're just going to love on Him and let Him love on us. The Bible says we love Him because He first loved us. We got to learn how to let Jesus love on us. We got we to gotta, we gotta feel that probe that He's sending out to our hearts and say, Okay, Lord, I know I think I'm busy, but I'm never too busy for you today. Can we lift our hands across the sanctuary and let, let the love of Jesus minister to us? Can we reach out to him? Can we just take some time and abide in his presence? 
Come on, somebody. That's it. Would you lift your hands and lift your voice to him today? Jesus is in the house. The healer's in the house. He wants to mend your heart today. Come on, somebody. You, you could be right in the path of a miracle. You could be right in the path of just restoration. Holy Spirit, Lord, let your healing bomb sweep across the sanctuary today. Let your joy be our strength today. Oh, Lord God, with all the cares of this life, the things of life pulling at us, trying things, vying, competing for our affection and our attention, Lord. We we direct our hearts upward, Lord. I will look into the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from you, Lord Jesus. Oh, you have a joy, Lord God, that transcends, Lord, every circumstance. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for your presence, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. I devote my heart to you. I set my heart upon you. Oh, come on, somebody. That's it. If you have the Holy Ghost, why don't you pray the Holy Ghost today? The Bible says, amen, that when we pray the Holy Ghost, it builds our faith. Jesus is going to do something supernatural in your life today. He's going to give divine strength today. He's going to renew your life today. Bible says that there's joy in heaven 
over one sinner that repents. Heaven overjoys. Heaven has a party when we turn to him. You know, sometimes when we say that word repentance, we think it's the biggest, baddest thing. But sometimes it's just not the sins of commission, but our sins of omission. Lord, I, Lord, I haven't been faithful to my devotion, Lord. I haven't been faithful to my prayer closet. I haven't been faithful to serving you, Lord. I haven't fully surrendered to the convictions that you're, you're dealing with me about, Lord God. And Lord, I've, I've come to repent, Lord Jesus, of that today. I, I wonder, amen, I, I believe, amen, the word of the Lord, amen, the principle of heaven today, that, that amen, as, as, as there's joy in heaven when one sinner repents, and that's us today. Amen. Come on now. If, if there's any of us who feel like we're not a sinner, amen. The Apostle Paul said, amen, Jesus Christ came to save sinners of whom I am chief. I dare to say we all fit in that category today. I wonder, I believe today that as if we will take some time to repent and turn to God, let God speak to us. Amen. I believe that that sorrow, the Bible says, amen, blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. That mornings are repentance. Again, we got to take the stigma off of it. Amen. As we give ourselves a new and afresh to God, He's going to give us comfort and joy. Can we lift our hands unto the Lord right now? Can we turn our hearts to Him right now? Come on, let Him examine our hearts. Oh, Jesus, I repent, Lord. I repent, Lord God. The times I've been inconsistent, Lord Jesus, in my walk, inconsistent in my prayer, inconsistent in my devotion, Lord God. Lord, 